Okay, first up, no panic, it's not going to be long. I'm just watching those who are making excuse of their children crying to get out of my sermon. I'm watching. I've noticed Brent Vanderlinde. <laughs> I'll get him back, don't you worry. We've got him back already. No, if you haven't got enough from the service already, <clears throat> then you're far too Presbyterian for your own good. The sermon in this generation <clears throat> is overrated and we're over-dependent on it. And so I want to just almost epilogue-like bring out two thoughts that I've had over the week as I've considered Easter Sunday morning. Considering this is the first Easter Sunday morning that I've had the privilege to preach for a number of, well, probably 20 years or so. So um, it's an exciting one, even though I'm not going to take too much of your time. What a great Sunday to be able to talk about God on the Sunday that we celebrate him being raised to life. And I guess it didn't take much for me to be drawn to this Philippians 3 passage that Jane read for us earlier on. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. I've been a Christian for over 30 years, and I think <clears throat> that particular verse has kind of been with me the entire journey I've had of faith, because it's that ambition that you get with real youthful zeal. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. And it's very easy for us to, to stop there and not realize, as I did maybe for the first time this week, the positioning of Paul's words. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. There's a sort of a going back to Friday and a coming across to Sunday and a going back to Friday and a coming back to Sunday in this one verse of Paul's halfway through Philippians when he was halfway through and said, finally, always remember that as a congregation, that when you're halfway through, you say, finally. But this movement between these two things says that this entire weekend all brings something together that changes the dynamic of life, and that we as mere mortals can know Christ and the power of his resurrection. But we should also be eager to have fellowship with him in his sufferings, to become like him in his death, and through his death to somehow find the resurrection. When we come to this table and we find that Jesus Christ has died for us, and that it's by grace, woe did Paul find out in this passage that it was by grace. There he was trying to be the best wee Presbyterian the world has ever known, and actually, if you believe verses 3 to 6, quite a good wee Presbyterian he was. He was trying to do everything he could in his peer group to find some kind of justification before God. If I do this, if I do that, if I keep this law and I don't do that, then maybe, maybe I'll find some righteousness before God. In this passage, he realizes, no, it's not about my righteousness and the efforts that I do. It's about this cross and this resurrection. He found in this first Easter weekend this grace that releases us from the bondage of trying to attain our salvation to just relaxing in the presence of God and what he's achieved for us, that we might know this Jesus, that we might know the power of his resurrection. But if we're going to know it, 
then we're going to have to follow him back into that cross again. If you're a visitor with us, um, you will not be aware of where we've been trying to come in Mark's gospel. We haven't come very far is the truth, not far enough to preach it, at least at Easter. But where we started out in the, uh, the start of this year was we were saying at Christmas time, we don't want to get Jesus straight onto the cross. There he's born, there he's dead. We want to not take the fastest route to the cross. We want to take the road of Jesus' life. And we want to meander down that road of his life. And we want to pick up along the way all the lessons that he taught us. All the ways that he suggests that we would follow him. And that we want to come to this, this Easter weekend and we want to walk through following him right through to the other side. We want to discover that we go through the cross and out through the resurrection behind him to get all the benefits of this table. To get all the benefits of believing that he is risen. But what we do when we get out that other side is, he leaves us. We were singing it in the last hymn. He leaves the disciples and he goes to the right hand of the Father. But he doesn't leave us as orphans because very quickly he pours out the Holy Spirit on us so that we would continue that journey. It's the journey of Jesus. Salvation is not that we get to this cross and we just hang around it, getting the benefits of forgiveness. No, 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 no. We've got to follow Jesus through the cross and the resurrection out to live the life that he lived that got him nailed on a cross. We need to live the nailed life, the deny yourself and take up your cross daily and follow me life. That will mean that we will live, yes, in the power of his resurrection, but we will learn as we go that there's going to be suffering. And that we will find that as we deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow him, that we will, through that following, by his grace and not the following itself, attain to the resurrection of the dead. So the power of the resurrection does not free us from the sufferings of life. In fact, it marries us into the sufferings of Christ. The other thing that I couldn't help but get to, and I haven't done much of it, so forgive me. This is the chapter that one of my favorite songs was written about. 1987, number one in America for four weeks. You broke the bonds, loosed the chains, carried the cross and my shame. You know I believe it. You broke the bonds. Loosed the chains, carried the cross, and my shame. We have said the creed. We have partaken of the bread and the wine. We believe it. And then the next line that threw Christendom a little off its axis. Bono shouts, and I still haven't found what I'm looking for. <gasps> There's the proof he can't be a Christian. How can he dare say that he hasn't found what he's looking for if he's found Christ? How could Paul dare say, not that I've already attained all this, but I've already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. When we receive this as a belief, when we begin to trust in this theology that tells us that Jesus has died for us and has been raised to life, it doesn't mean that we've arrived. It means that we've just begun. The start of that song by you 2 says, I run, I have crawled. I have scaled these city walls. And there's times in the faith when we will run. 
And there's times in the faith when we will crawl. And there's times when we're going to have to scramble over things to keep going. But we have not found what we're looking for. As I look at the news, as I read the newspapers, that's not the world that I want to live in. As I think about Northern Ireland and listen to Paul on a a, a weekday evening, what he's talking about is not the world that I want to live in. As we sometimes look at our church and see what a mess the Church of Christ Universal is in, that's not the church I want to be a part of. And as I look at my life and the things that I do selfishly rather than selflessly as the week goes by, that's not the kind of life I want to live. No, we believe that he broke the bonds and he loosed the chains and he carried the cross on our shame. Yes, we believe it. We believe in a kingdom that's going to come where all the colors will bleed into one. Yes, we believe it. But in the power of this resurrection and in the example of this cross where Jesus, who was first, became last so that I, who was last, could become first, we follow Jesus into making it the world we are looking for, the Northern Ireland we are looking for, the church that we are looking for, the Steve Stockman that I am looking for. But it's a journey. And for some of us, we're enthusiastically following today. And there's others of us, and we played a Martin Joseph song just two Sunday nights ago, or was it three? A song that said, whoever it was, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) whoever it was that brought me here will have to lead me home we're a little punched out. We've taken some of the sufferings. The sufferings are happening all around us. And we're struggling. Some of us full of energy to follow. Some of us are needing Jesus to just take us by the hand and give us the strength today for the next step. But we're following. I have run. I've crawled. Scale the city walls to be with you. Because I, Steve Stockman, born in 1961, finding Jesus in 1979, become a minister of Fitzroy in 2009. This little mortal, well, it could be a little, little bit more little than it probably is, but you know what I'm saying? Can know Christ. I can know Christ. And the power of this resurrection that we celebrate. And in that, I can become Christ-like to follow whatever the cost, to serve him, to be him as the body of Christ in this generation. Let us pray that we find more of what we're looking for as the year goes on. Let's pray we live in the power of this resurrection and we're not afraid of the sufferings that it takes to follow Christ. Let's pray. Lord, how amazing it is to think that we can know you and know the power of this resurrection that we celebrate today and know the depth of love and transformation of this cross that we have celebrated in the sacrament. Lord, help us, those of us who are strong, to charge forward in following you to find what we're looking for. And those of us, Lord, who are stumbling, 
we pray you would take our hand and that we might know a little bit of this power to get us through this next difficult phase as we share in your sufferings. Lord, we come this Easter to proclaim the events of this weekend and we pray they would not end but begin now as with this empty tomb, with these stones all rolled down the front of the church, we might come out from under those stones and march into the rest of this year in the confidence that you love us, that you died for us, you were raised to life for us, and that if we lean in closely enough, we will hear you whisper, follow me, follow me, follow me. Lord Jesus, may we follow. Amen.